Hey, it's so exciting to be here with you for our Dream Sunday. I love being part of a church that just dares to dream big. Uh, you know, it's just been a crazy year and maybe people have been feeling overwhelmed, and, and, but we're part of a church that then goes, hey, we're going to do a series on by faith and we're going to connect with the invisible reality of God and His Word. And then, you know, heading into November, maybe people are feeling a bit overwhelmed, but it's like, no, we're going to fast and pray for breakthrough. And then uh, coming towards the end of November, people could be like, man, I'm just hanging out for Christmas. And we're like, no, we're going to have a dream Sunday and we're going to dream massive dreams going into 2021. And I just love being part of a church and an environment that calls something out of me uh, to be part of something bigger. And so it's so exciting to hear from Pastor Sam about Dream Sunday and to the idea that we're going to dream dreams. And I love this idea that uh, we're also going to dream again. Maybe people have lost their dreams, maybe they've been disappointed, but in this environment, something's called forth out of us again to dream again. And more than that, we're going to dream big. And it's like if our worlds have got small and, 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 and we don't want to risk disappointment, we're just going to live in a narrow little world, there's this thing that, no, let something big come out of you again. Come on, it's time to dream big. And finally, the third thing that we talked about is we're going to dream together. And actually, that's the one I want to focus on today because I think it's one of the most misunderstood uh, elements of how God works with dreams in our lives. Pastor Sam's already talked about this passage in Acts chapter 2 where God promised that in the last days, God's Spirit would be on everyone and everyone would have the capacity to get a supernatural download of dreams and visions and prophetic words. And so that's a great truth and we celebrate it and we say, come on, chase God, pursue God for a dream that's lodged in your heart. But the issue is it's not an individualistic dream that in the Bible, dreams happen when people dream together. And I want to show you just for a few minutes, the power of what happens when not only do we dream, but we dream together. In the Bible, it becomes an unstoppable force when people dream together. So let me show you just a couple of examples. The first one is actually a negative one. Genesis, Genesis 11, the story of the Tower of Babel. There's this group of people uh, down in verse four, they have this dream. Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. It's like this simple vision. They could picture this tower that reaches all the way to the heavens. It touches their head. They can see it, but it also touches their heart in a bad motivation. We want to make a name for ourselves. And so this really simple vision, we see a tower that reaches to the heavens and and makes us proud. And so a simple vision grabs their hearts. But more than that, there's a simple strategy. Verse three, come let us make bricks. And I don't know if you've seen those, you know, pictures of pyramids with big stone blocks and they're like, no, no, there's another way to do this that suddenly removes the challenge of finding the right stone and transporting suddenly a scalable model. Not, a, not only do we see a vision of a tower, but suddenly we've got a download of how we could do that. If we just built clay bricks, suddenly this is scalable. Suddenly this is unstoppable. And, and all we have to do, it just says, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. If we can just teach people one simple thing, how to make a brick, a clay brick, so it doesn't crumble, and we get a whole lot of people who buy into this dream, 
we could do this. And so it's a real simple dream, a real simple strategy that calls for a real simple response. Come on, make a brick and together we can build something that reaches to the heavens and takes away and, and that um, builds a name for ourselves. And, and it's interesting when God sees them, He says, if as one people speaking the same language, they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Just imagine this, a simple dream that a whole lot of people dream together with a simple strategy that calls for a simple response nothing is impossible. There's an incredible power that we dream together. Second example that's a bit more positive, Nehemiah. For 70 years, they hadn't been able to rebuild their city. But Nehemiah stands up and uh, verse 17, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Here's Here's the appeal. Come, let us That's a dream together thing. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. Again, a simple dream. I could picture our city with a rebuilt wall around it. It it touches my head. I can see it, but it also touched their heart and we will no longer be in disgrace. And it's like, yeah, we could do that. We get that dream together. We could do it. And then again, like uh, the Tower of Babel, there's a simple strategy. If you know the story, it's this thing, uh, we won't go all the names, but this guy, the priest and his fellow priest went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. This is the thing. And the men of Jericho built the adjoining section and this other guy built next to them. And then down in verse four, they repaired the next section and they repaired and next to him and next to him. And it's like, I know how we could do this. I've got a vision of this wall being rebuilt, but I've also got a vision of a strategy. We just need everyone to rebuild the part in front of them. And so then the simple call to response, you just rebuild the part of the wall in front of you and together the dream could become true. And do you know, in 52 days, they achieved what they hadn't been able to do in 70 years. Why? Because there was a dream together. They dreamed together. They dreamed of a simple strategy and they called for a simple response. And it became an unstoppable force again. See, I wonder what we could do if we dreamed together. If we dreamed together around a vision that grabbed our hearts and our heads and our hearts. If we dreamed together around a strategy that was scalable and simple, if we dreamed around a simple response we were asking people to do, we would become an unstoppable force. Even Jesus did this. You know, when He came, verse 15, the time is near, the kingdom of God has arrived. Jesus had a simple dream. Heaven was coming to earth. God's kingdom was arriving here. And He he had a simple response that He just needed people to repent, which has changed their mind and believe in that. And He had a simple strategy of how to make that happen. Verse 16, as he walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother casting a net. They are fishermen. Come follow me. I will send you out to fish for people. Simple dream. God's kingdom is arriving. Simple strategy. We're going to get people to go and tell other people. Simple response. Just change your thinking and believe in this. And it became an unstoppable force that has circled the globe. And now one third of, of the people of this globe have received this dream. So I was like, man, there's an incredible power actually when we dream together. Yeah, you got to get a download of a dream. But man, if we dream together, what could we do? We could be an unstoppable force for God's purpose in the world. 
when we dream together. This is a real shift for some of us. Some people say that um, like trying to get Christians to do things together is like herding cats. We just, we all want to go off on our own thing. No, no, I've got a dream over here. I've got a dream over here. And, and I think the devil knows that the power is when we dream together. And it's like, I pray this morning, you get a dream, but you also buy into a dream. The reasons that I'm so passionate about this is this has been my experience. Let me tell you a, a few stories. Um, a few years ago, I was actually in Denmark and I felt God tell me to talk about this thing with a group of leaders. It's an image called the hand of God, where these five different ministries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are seen as a hand. It um, comes from Ephesians chapter four. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And, um, and I felt God say to speak to these leaders about this, this concept. And I, it's an image that I always thought was a bit silly. I've never really liked it. But it's the idea these five are like fingers on a hand, that the apostle is like the thumb that touches the rest, that the uh, prophet is the one that points the way. Uh, the evangelist is the one that reaches out further to, to take hold of people who are outside. The pastor is the ring finger, the 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 relational one, which probably why I didn't like it is kind of the teacher gets left as a little finger like, what's that about? Clean your ears out or something? I don't know. But, but anyway, I felt God say, talk about this concept. And, and when I did, suddenly a whole lot of stuff became clear to me because I realised, oh, this is why I've been so frustrated in my life. This is why I've been confused and hurt and disappointed because, because what you realise that, that people get this dream and I've had dreams and, I've, and I've, been, I've been convinced this was from God, but it's like, it feels like one person with a kind of hook trying to reach out and grab hold of their dream and they're confused and disappointed. Why isn't it happening? And here's the reason why it's not happening because God has not given you all of the gifts to take hold of the dream, even with these guys, that God hasn't given any one Christian leader all of the gifts to take hold of the dream. So we have to partner with other people and together we could take hold of the dream. And, and you realise this is a divine setup. We believe in a God who's a trinity. He's all about relationship. He's all about connection. It's not surprising that He would set you up, that the dream that you carry, you cannot take hold of without other people. People. And in fact, the dream that you carry is not your dream. It's a dream that a whole lot of people carry and together you take hold of it. And that's why it's so important this morning that we discover what it means that we dream together, that we dream together because together we can take hold of our dreams. Uh, John Maxwell's a, a writer about leadership. He talks about this in his book, The Seven, 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork. Talks about this, the law of significance says this, real challenging. People try to achieve great things by themselves, mainly because of this, the size of their ego, their level of insecurity, or simple naivety and temperament. Wow, that's challenging. What's stopping you from partnering with other people around a dream? And he has three sentences that I think are really good. Number one, one is too small a number to achieve greatness. Man, if we're going to see something amazing happen, it's going to take more than one person with a dream. Number two point, individuals play the game, but teams win championships. Yeah, together as a team, we could see something happen. And thirdly, this might sound a bit negative, but I think it's actually deeply biblical. You're good, but
but you're not that good. What that means is you're good. God has invested you with, with gifts and talents and abilities and dreams, but, but He hasn't given you the whole package of gifts. So you're good enough to pursue a dream. You're good enough to add weight to a team. You're good enough to add value, but He deliberately hasn't put everything you need inside of you for your dream so that you have to partner with some other people. Another law, he says, the law of Mount Everest, as the challenge escalates, the need for teamwork elevates. Man, if I'm gonna live a small life that doesn't have dreams or just has little dreams, I can do this by myself. But if I'm gonna dream big, if I'm gonna dream again, I'm gonna have to dream together with some people. And I believe there's an incredible power today for us as a church when we choose to dream together. This is the image of the body, which is an incredible image in the New Testament. Paul says this, just as a body though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. It's like, yeah, I'm a part of a body. I have certain functions. These things I uniquely do, but I don't do everything that's required for this body to move forward. Interesting, he doesn't say so it is with the church. He says so it is with Christ. The church has Christ's presence in the world. I'm one part of that, but I don't have the total package. I have to choose to partner with some other people. And so he says there's a couple of mistakes we could make. We could say um, one part could feel because I don't have certain abilities, I do not belong. I do not belong. I want to tell you, you do belong as part of the dream. The dream of equippers is not going to happen without you. You belong because you bring something to the fulfilment of the dream that no one else can do. You have contacts with certain people that no one else has. You have abilities, you have passions, you have motivations that no one else do. We need you to be part of the body that grabs hold of the dream. But the second mistake we could make is this. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. And this is a critical issue for us of independence that says, no, it's me and Jesus and it's me and my dream. No, no, He hasn't given you everything. He hasn't made you the total body. He's made you a part to fulfill the dream with other people. Um, and, And so his conclusion, no, you are the body and each of you is part of it. Man, I have a dream of this, this presence of Christ going out and achieving great things in the world. And it's like, man, I've got a part of that but I've got to do this with other people. I often show people this image of um, parts of the body. And if you think about it, they're all incredibly intricately designed. They're all brilliant in what they do, but left on the table by themselves, they're just going to wither and die. And so there's this incredible thing like, man, God, you've put something special inside of me. I, can, I make a contribution, but actually I have to partner with other people and together we could dream again. Together we could dream big, but it's because we dream together. Just let me share a couple of stories how I've learned this. Um, when I was in my early 20s uh, and, and kind of were newly married, I remember um, sitting down in our lounge on the on the floor and spreading a world map out in front of me. And in my early 20s, I just caught this dream for world mission. I was like, man, that's, that's the dream. That's my dream. I wanna be part of what God's doing all around the world. And I sat down with this world map and somehow I just thought, you know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be part of a worldwide global movement, 
we'd kind of need 10 different bases around the world. And I kind of thought, wow, you'd need something in South America and North America and Africa and the Pacific and, you know, around Philippines and India and into Europe and kind of figured it all out. And then it's like, okay, I got the dream. And then it's like, okay, we're going to go and start the first one in the Philippines. So my wife and I with some others, we went to go off and, and we do that. And, and, and seven years later, we kind of came back disappointed, like, oh, I, th- I thought that was a God dream, and it hasn't happened. You know, 20 years later, I was in an environment, Pastor Bruce Monk, and he was talking about the dream of equippers and how God had given this dream for 10 churches and 10 significant cities around the world. And it was like, suddenly it's like, oh my goodness, that's the dream. But I thought, it was, I thought it was just my dream for me, but I realized that it was about dreaming together and finding where I fit in something bigger. And together, I'm part of something that's already achieved that. And it's like, oh, this is the dream I've carried. And it's like that image of the one hook. It's like, I couldn't take hold of the dream by myself, but part of a company of people, part of a body, together we could dream big. And together we could do that. Um, I also, another example is um, there's a stage in my life I really felt called to be a pastor. And, and I literally had this dream of, a, of an auditorium of a thousand people and me walking up to the front to preach. And so then Christine and I went to pastor a church and we're like, oh yeah, well, it was about 70 people. And I was like, well, I've seen it. It's going to become a thousand people. And it kind of grew from 70 to 200 and then it stopped and then it declined. And and I was just really hurt and confused. It's like, but God, you gave me a dream. And, and, and again, the dream died for a while. And then seven years ago, Pastor Sam Monk invited me to come and be part of Equippers College. And, and, and then suddenly now I find myself a lot of Sundays standing up in front of a thousand people and speaking to them. This is a shot of Pastor Sam and Kathy at Shout. And, and, and I find myself sharing their platform and speaking to thousands. And it's like, yeah, that was a God dream, but it happened when I, when I came and aligned myself together with something bigger than myself. When I aligned myself with other people who carry that dream, when I find where I fit in the body. And, and so my life experience is to kind of say to you, hey, dream again, dream big. But the key that will unlock that is lay down your independence and dream together. Say, I'm going to partner with some people and together we're going to believe for significant things. And I just really want to encourage you this morning. Maybe you you don't really know a lot about God. Maybe you don't really know a lot about church. I I want to tell you that before the creation of the world, God chose you to be part of His purposes. And and we spend a lot of our life wandering around, chasing various dreams, disappointed and stuff. And and I want to tell you that, and I want to invite you, if you would come back to Jesus and you would surrender your life to Him, you're going to find purpose and significance. You're going to find community and family because you're going to belong to a group of people who together dream. And all you have to do is to kind of come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to become part of your purpose. I want to find my meaning and destiny as part of what you're doing in the world. I'm going to lay down my independence and I'm going to surrender to you and I'm going to allow myself to find my place amongst your people and what you're doing. 
But I also want to challenge you if you've already kind of know this stuff. Come on, you don't want to be like me and spend decades kind of like this, like stunted, trying to take hold of dream, trying to take hold of purpose. And God's saying, you've actually arrived at a place of decision. Will you lay down your independence and will you partner with something bigger than yourself? And it's like, yeah, Jesus, I'm okay with you, but I got to get okay with your church. And God, today, I'm going to choose to dream together. May God bless you as you allow God to grab hold of your mind and your heart with a dream, with a strategy, and with a simple response. Just connect together with the purpose of God and dream together. God bless you.